podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Oh, quite honest, Andy, that's not near as good as when I used to sing the intros on the old days in the podcast when I made up songs. Ding, 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 that was another one as well. So I was, uh, don't remember him. Um, good evening, all. Welcome along to the forum. It is a Monday night. Um, I've got a, a bizarre crew in tonight. We're doing something slightly different. We've still sort of essentially oh, got... Oh, thanks. Bizarre crew. It's <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> <a> good styling. <laughs> you know. Um, we've got, we've got, we've got a full house in the crew, in, in the house tonight. We've got... Donner, this is your uh, debut, is it? I was on with Gav a few times before, but for the forum, yes, yeah, on the forum, yeah. So yeah. that's down here is Grizz. You may recognise him from the Fatback Four, right? And uh, he's in a lovely part of his conservatory at the moment. And uh, Matt, if you're if you're if you're looking at the moment, now's the time to get the pictures because he's, he's gone full widescreen. And then this way is beside me is the man controlling the banners and the the things. It's Andy Young. Say hello, Andy Young. Hello, Andy Young. Well, I've got a first, first comment of the night is up. The madness has begun. Let's go. The madness has begun. And then down here, because I'm actually quite getting go- quite good at this, down here, it is, is, of course, all the way from the back of the beyond. It is Sean Dunn. Say hello, Sean Dunn. How's everyone doing? Not too bad. Basically, just for everyone to know, right, so um, Sean was meant to be in Normal People. So if there's any women watching, Sean was going to be the the, 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 the lead in Normal People. So the, we were told we had to up our culture quota because we don't have too, too many coaches on it. So uh, we got Sean in to, to fill up. Coaches for all the... Yeah, the coaches for all the people in England uh, that are watching. Google it. I'm not explaining anything. <laughs> right, so tonight... Um, Tonight, 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 tonight. We're we're taking the bit. We're taking a step back here, lads. The the everything at this moment of time is who's to blame? Who's to blame? Whose fault is it? And tell me, how do we fix it in one move? This is the but. This is a game of chess. You don't win a game of chess with one move, right? Unless you're really, really good at it and you're that girl that was in the Netflix program. But like for the rest of us, you don't win it in one move. And tonight, I want to have a look at how we fix this. This is the premise of this whole thing. And we're looking at the four pillars of this club. The four pillars, the manager, the players, recruitment, and the owners. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. We're going to go around the table and figure out what we expect, what's likely to happen, and how this is going to play out. We've all got different views. We've all got some similar things we're going to agree on. I'm going to disagree on a few things. But we want to, we want to Bob to build this. We want to fix it. We know we can. Klopp is the builder. 
He's built what he's, he's already built the foundations of something wonderful. He's delivered a fantastic building, and now is the time to take this building from what it is, add an extension, stick a conservatory sunroom on the side of it, maybe a nice garage, and maybe a two story with an added conversion on top of it to make it really, really nice. So all the way we go, we're going to start with this, and we're going to start with the main man himself because if the, you know there's, there was a massive, massive outpouring of Klopp support for imaginary tweets about Klopp out that went on at the weekend. There was so much support out there; it was it was like preemptive strikes. Essentially, was I ain't gonna get out there forced and say I support Klopp before anything else. But Andy, and I'm gonna start with you, Andy, because you are probably the happiest man ever in the whole world when it comes to Liverpool Football Club. But I've seen I've seen you being upset recently in terms of what's going on. I've never seen you as broken as you were on Sunday, right? But same, Jurgen Klopp. What does he need to do to fix this, Andy? And I'm not talking about the next game or the next ten games, or whatever it is. But I'm talking about from here. How do we get back to being the worldwide wrecking crew that we were last season? And what do you expect them to do? And what would you like them to see do from your point of view? Live. I, ju- I just think it's it's not a great sample this season to be judging Klopp on. And we, I know we'll talk about uh, the players in a bit and we'll talk about the owners as we always do. Uh, but... It's a, bad, it's a bad sample to judge anyone on. It, it is a mad season. Look, City put a couple of incredible seasons together in terms of you know ninety plus points, and then they had they hit a bit of a stumbling block and they had a poor season. So we were due to have a poor season anyway, and then throw in a pandemic, loads of injuries, loads of uh, issues like you know uh, in in players' personal lives, their health, and and we, we've just big this big elastic band ball and mess, and it, it's very hard to to look at it and make any sense out of it. When you talk about Klopp, uh, what he's doing, how he looks, it's ju- it's just a bad it's just a bad sample to be judging him on. I think he needs a break, as in just a summer, like whether it's a month, just away from a home in Germany with his family. Um, he doesn't look like he's enjoying himself. Um, the players, nobody looks like they're enjoying themselves. So when they're having a down season, you add in all the other shit. So. I wouldn't read too much into this season. If this was a normal season and we'd have packed downfield, we're going to see a response from the players just from the, the uh, what the crowd give you. We wouldn't lose six games in a row downfield if it was full. Like 100%. So how do you how do you judge someone on that? You, you simply can't. I am concerned about Klopp because uh, there's, there's some very... Uh, fundamental things that I always remember when he came in, they talked about um, his story up to that point at Mines and at, at Dortmund. And there was a things mentioned like the inclusivity, a clear plan, entertaining and, and, and the ability to let people take chances. And we're void of all that at the moment. There, there's no inclusivity because they can't even go into training and, and have a normal, uh, they're not surrounded in the culture that he developed, uh, the environment that he had, even, you know, mixing with people at work at the club, the chicken, the chicken ladies and all that. So like all of these were important parts of what Klopp built and it's not there. There's no clear plan because nobody can plan with COVID. You can't even kind of look at buying players or futures of players. We're not entertaining. There's no one to dare at the ground to be entertained. And the players are trying to walk the ball into the goal and they're, they're lost, they're flush out of ideas. So at the moment, we're, we're without an awful lot of the things that Klopp came in and tried to do at the beginning. I just want to see the season over. 
hopefully we can get the best outcome with what's left if if we can put a run together and put ourselves back in uh, the race for top four great but I, I can't wait to see the back of the season and the back of football as, we, as we're experiencing at the moment and then we can start judging things again Andy you've said lots of words there and you've yet to set out how you think Klopp is going to fix it outside of I can't wait till the season finishes and I don't want to judge Klopp because I don't because it's it's difficult to establish what the problem you can't fix a problem when you don't know what the problem is and at the, at the moment you're looking to you're looking to fix things that are causation and of, of so many different out of his elements. control out of his as control, I said yeah control. out of his control completely as I said it's a big ball of an elastic band mess and it's it's very difficult to address uh, solutions to problems you don't even know what the problems are. So you can't you can't see a way for Klopp to fix this from his point of view. I have every faith in Klopp once this football, as we know, is finished. I don't think he's enjoying football at the moment, and I think when he gets back, when when things are back to normal, and he finds that motivation himself again and he starts looking himself again he can pass on all all that energy onto the players again because at the moment six game, six losses at home in a row this is natural and, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll come back to you because I just I, I can't accept anything that you've just said there in the last three or four sentences right I just can't I, can, I basically can't well, I can I, just, I can accept I can accept some of what he said oh was sorry was you going to me next or Sean I was I was actually indeed going to go to you Chris because Sean asked yeah. me to go yeah, see, I, I know where you're coming from because I could see your facial reactions the more words Sandy was coming out with, right? Mm. So I, I get I get where you're coming from, I think, but you're going to elaborate on it later anyway. F- the way Andy started off, I completely concur with, right? When he talks about it's it's so easy to overanalyze situations sometimes. And the the, the situation of Liverpool right now is one that you can't overanalyze because it's not normal. So I get the aspect of uh, the injury situations being not normal, the, the unprecedented right amount of injuries. Therefore, anything ev- uh, revolved around team selection, he's restricted in terms of tactics, and I get all that aspect, right? But then to say, like sort of what Andy's opinion was, to near the end to say, I don't know how he can fix it. I think that's incorrect. I think a manager of the caliber of Jurgen Klopp, who we recruited in the hope of changing the fortunes of this club, and by God, he's changed the fortunes of this club. Um, you'd expect at some point to to look beyond, because he's a man himself who hates having excuses. How many times do we hear him say, you know, something, and he says, look, I don't want to use that as an excuse. Or he didn't even use his own sort of the death of his mother as an excuse. You know, he just got on with it, put his, got his head down and got on with it, right? Try to get through the storm. But there comes a point where it's unacceptable for, for a coach of his caliber not to see issues that the majority of pundits, football experts, fans, opposition fans, Liverpool fans see. Now, at that point, you have to ask a question. Why isn't he seeing it? Or why isn't he changing it? Because there is things he can change. What the question I think should be, why isn't he changing it? 
And that's, I haven't got the answer to why he isn't changing it. But to, 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 if you say to me, what could he do? He can change the formation. He can make us more hard to beat. He could play five at the back, seven at the back, eight at the back. Who gives a fuck? Do something different to change the current demise. Okay. So when you say fix it, you're, you're, you're speaking specifically about the whimper that the team have been. And I would say the last five games where we're, we're being a void of effort. Yeah. You can certainly address things like that, but I'm looking at it holistically. It's been a, a horror show. Obviously, but, but we're going, even we're going, when we are winning, we weren't Andy, really. Andy, Andy, you're bringing in players. You're bringing in all the other stuff. This well, we broke this down. This this pillar is the Jurgen Klopp pillar. The pillar here is to say what can the manager do to address. We did haven't just we haven't just gradually fallen off. We've dropped so fat quickly off a cliff that this is unprecedented. Unprecedented. Nobody has ever seen a team drop so badly, so quickly. We're talking about a team that was top of the league at Christmas. Normally, the team that's top of the league at Christmas, except Liverpool, goes on to win the league that season, right? This team went from getting 30-odd points in 14 games to 13 points in the next 13 games. Like, this is... it's in, we, we are talking about a, a, a fall-off that hasn't been seen. And, and I'm not talking about injuries. I'm talking about, from the manager's perspective, he hasn't been able to address any of this fall-off. So I'm trying to figure out... And the question we keep asking ourselves is, what happens... Now, to change this, because this isn't just about silence. This isn't just about injuries now. This is about where the manager comes from, what the manager does to get this team galvanised, to do something, to do what it is. And I'm trying to figure out, and, and Sean, I'll, I'll come to you on this. And, and I will ask, and I'll, like, I'll, I'll give you my own take on, on, on this whole thing. But, Sean, from your point of view, what, do you, what, what are you hoping to see from the manager and what do you expect to see over the next three to six months because something has to be done. Well, I'd, I'd be expecting to see change in tactics for starters. And what, what worries me though, Phil, is that we did see a change and he did fix it to a certain degree when we got the results against West Ham and Spurs and we saw a different tactical setup. But then it's almost like he panics and reverts back to type and we go back to that 4-4-3, that predictable same setup. And we just see players just go into themselves again. There's no, no one expresses themselves anymore. It's like a, it's a defense mechanism that's set up nearly by the players themselves. So it is. And it's just that that's what worries me is that he got himself out of it at one point and then brought himself back in. Even even all he had to do was look at a slight change and drop back a couple of yards at the back four. Personally, when I see the likes of Phillips and Reese Williams, and I know you all agree, look, they're not good enough to play for Liverpool Football Club. That's that's fair enough, you know. But I, I don't think, think Phillips is doing well. No, he's, look, he's done good. But Andy, would you go ahead next season and say, "Yeah, the Phillips is my fourth choice centre half"? I just don't. I just don't think the the problems are, uh, are at the back. No, I'm not trying to bash the lad in any way, shape, or yeah, form. No, no, I just don't. I just don't think the problems are at the back. I I think I think it's our it's our um, try to trust the players who are letting us down at the moment. No, but, but we're look, moving. Up. We're going to move on to players in a minute, anyway. Yeah, yeah no, but we can go. The point was tactically. That even just we seen even the Chelsea game the other night, balls played in over the top. We got a warning shot. Werner had a goal disallowed. A easy ball clipped it in over the top. Drop the line back. It's not working. Just drop it back. Boys aren't quick enough on the turn to deal with the player. Drop it back and then go from there. But we're not. We're just sticking with the same thing over and over again, and that just worries me. Okay, so here's 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 where here's where I'm coming from, um, particularly in the club thing, because I, I, I witnessed this 
I watched Klopp a lot at Dortmund before he came to Liverpool. So, and I'm looking at how they... Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Reacted or how he reacted when he was at Dortmund. And then what he did different when he landed at Liverpool to what he did at Dortmund. And one thing that he got trapped in that 14-15 season, he got trapped in doing the same thing over and over again. And they, they, they complained that season, they complained about, look, and injuries, and look and injuries, and the the difference there was the seasons were flipped. So they had this horrific run up until Christmas that had them in the bottom four, right? And then they had this amazing run after Christmas that almost got them into the Champions League. Our seasons are flipped. We've had we had a good run up until Christmas, and we're having this horrific run after Christmas. Now I'm not saying it's the same, but there are similarities there. Rafa Honigstein wrote a piece to, to to allude to those. And the one bit that jumped out, and Kravierts gave an interview to, around the same thing as well, is that their belief is that they fundamentally they don't see anything wrong in the system and the way they apply. It's just that they need to work harder and get there. They will get there and they will find their way back. So their intrinsic belief when they're in the middle of a crisis like this is to work harder, focus harder on getting the system that's there right and making that system work again. It was only when he stepped away and took that time away to look at the way football has evolved and the way patterns had evolved to play against his system. Did he then look at a, a revised type of verticality that we've employed as a team? Because if you look at that Dortmund team, it was an exclusively a 4-2-3-1 team that had a central striker, which was Lewandowski. What happens then, a mobile leg comes in and he's not, not as good. Then you look at this Liverpool team and we're talking 4-3-3 and it's 4-3-3 and I think the evolution is there I think the signs of the evolution is there and it's something you say Sean which I think when, I, when I'm hoping to see next season is this this evolution of the diamond this sort of moving away from a 4-3-3 as even as a backup system but I think to deliver that he's relying on having Henderson fully fit I think he I think he trusts that system when he has Henderson in the midfield and I think he's, he'll trust it when he has Fabinho to play at the bottom of that, of that in the midfield and then he'll be able to play Thiago in it as well. And then Phil, somebody else. Yeah, sorry, Chris, go on. Phil, Phil, you, you've actually um, banged the nail on the head in terms of the system and evolving and Klopp be, being willing to evolve. And mm. I agree with you because even forget his time at Mainz and Dortmund, if you look at his time at Liverpool, season upon season, this Liverpool team under Jurgen Klopp has gone through evolution. So when he first comes in, it's a fucking shambles of a team. He has to formulate a way of playing first and foremost. So what he knows and what we were told about, he bases his game game plan on counter-pressing, the gig and pressing. So he instills that in the players that he's got at the time. And and it's and then we talk about the heavy meta football where it's where it's brave football, where we're talking about the enjoyment and the brave, letting players be brave, do play on instinct, right? Uh, and then we've saw a season where we went absolute all out attack. You know, I think it was the the eighteen seventeen eighteen season. I think before Van Dijk, before Van Dijk, before Van Dijk, forty goals or fifty goals or something. The, the Phil Coutinho last season, right? Mm. I think yeah. So yeah. so and and so many fans are sort of taken aback by this new Liverpool and attack, 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 and it's but we're conceding goals, but we're scoring goals, and then and then suddenly the key to the rebuild, so to speak, is is the day when Phil Coutinho says, I want to go. And so there, from there on, on onwards, he has to change and formulate a total different way of playing because Phil Coutinho wants to go. 
FSG know this is um, a way of sort of getting the maximum money and reinvest, reinventing the team and reinvesting it back in the team. And that what was done. I, I think this season, bringing it back to right now, I think Chris. he's been unlucky again. Chris. Because I do think, Sean, just let me, just, let me quickly finish. Yeah, 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 no, I, I, I think this season again, he's been absolutely crippled with bad luck. Because I think the next evolution from last season was Thiago Jota. They were the new method of playing from last season. So last season was controlled, possession play, and uh, the front, uh, absolute solid at the back. Uh, uh, as you said, counter-pressing and the front three win the ball nice and early and we score goals. And what people were saying was, but what happens when you play a low block against this Liverpool team? What happens if you just totally, and then they run out of ideas, there's no creativity in midfield. Yeah, and, you, and, and one of the players, is, one of the front three lads are missing. Well, we, we were destined to change that system. Thiago was to ball, as you said, alongside Fabinho and Henderson. That was the plan. Jota was to come in and rotate. That was the plan. Or even play some games like we played against City at the start of the season. Fucking front four, all out attack. I think he's been unlucky. I think he was ready with Pep Linders to evolve this team into a different way of playing. What's happened now is I genuinely think, and I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying it's circumstance, it's human at the end of the day. I think he's gone into sort of defensive mode, autopilot mode, and, got, and reverted back to type. Because... Fuck playing that system with these kind of players. These these players can't even play the old system. So forget trying to play this new brand of football they were supposed to play. And Give Shawnee a goal there, Grizz. Yeah, no. I think he was gonna. I think Charm was gonna make a good point. <laughs> and, and if he wasn't, you're gonna get muted. So go on. <laughs> well, I'm actually. I'm gonna bring it way back. I was just saying. Just yeah, yeah. When, you were, when you were talking about his uh, evolution there under in 18, wasn't it when Coutinho left? It was true that he stumbled, well, not stumbled across, but it was uh, forced to play that midfield of Henderson, Milner and Wijnaldum. And that led to that very functional, steady midfield that allowed us to press very high and nip the ball back high and continue that that counter-pressing uh, football. But, I, you know, go on ahead, Andy. I was, I, I was dead, Roy. You've made a great point. Because a, a lot of what's happened on our club and how his system evolved has been by chance. Now, that this is not uh, taking any credit away from Klopp because he went with it. But he he enabled those players to express themselves in ways and he adapted the system to allow those players. Nobody could have predicted. I don't think Klopp could have predicted that Robertson and Trent would become our most creative players. I think he, he could. could. Well, I don't think I don't think that was the the plan at the beginning. I think it was. I don't think it was. There. If you look, if you look at if you look at the way his fullbacks played at Dortmund, you would have noticed that the two fullbacks were two of the most creative outlets for his team. So it's definitely something he took from his Dortmund style and brought into it. With no, Smelzer I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Um, big, but he had a more creative midfield. If I'm not wrong. No, he had a very functional midfield in, in Germany. His platform was different from an attacking point of view because he had Lewandowski very much as a central st- centre forward, yeah. and then behind him he had Rice Kagawa and he very rarely had Rice. Rice only came along at the, at, towards the end of his reign, so he had Blachowski, he had uh, Kagawa, and I can't remember, I, remember who the other person I, was. Yeah, I, I disagree. Uh, with Sean and, I disagree with Sean and Andy in saying that it was. It, 
I disagree with Sean and Andy's uh, opinion that it was by chance or he came, they, they, you know, they sort of, they fell into this uh, reliance on fullbacks. I, I, I think that's taking a lot of credit away. Make it Italian. I think that's, that's a lot. I think that's taking a lot of credit away from, from the genius that Klopp is. Mm. In my opinion. Can I just say, Chris, the other bit that I think that he needs to take on and learn from is the, <laughs> something has to be happening there in the way he builds a team and the cycle of his team. Because both times, he had five years at Dortmund and the team breaks down on that last year, right? The, when he built that team up to be a Champions League challenger, a Bundesliga challenger, two Bundesligas on the spin, getting to a Champions League final. And then in that final season, I know they sell, they saw Gotze. Gotze was there as well in, in terms of playing the number 10 role as in, in, with, with, with Dortmund. But you look at it and you say, in that team, they lost Subotic, they lost Bender for a long spell in that season, they lost Smelzer, the fullback, for, who had been such an active part in terms of the press, and they weren't able to press teams as much. So for me, the learning from him, he has to look at this and say, right, we, I've done a five-year cycle with Liverpool, I need to revamp the team. But what I really need to learn is how do I sort of avoid these fall-offs at the end of a cycle of a team as a, so that I can better transition through each cycle of, of 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 a team or an evolution of the team as I go along. And I look at it and say the biggest learner for him has to be to learn how to use a bigger squad because over the last three or four years, we've used exclusively 14 to 16 players each season. We focused heavily on the Champions League and the league and ignored the League Cup and the FA Cup. Okay, so, and look, I'm all for that. I don't, I don't have an issue with that, but we've focused on primarily using 14 to 16 players over those those pieces of the season. Now, We'll get on to talk about the players in a minute, but if you look at that, you keep using 14 to 16 players. Eventually, when you've run them this hard and you've had this compressed season, which he called it himself at the very start, and you haven't made allowances for this compressed season to continue playing this high-pressure, high-intensity game that he wants to play, then the cliff fall is potentially sitting there waiting for you Absolutely. once the injuries start to rack up. So I'm looking at this saying, is the biggest learner for him has to be to learn how to do something. And, and something really interesting I read about Pep there during the week in terms of talking about this, his evolution of the Manchester City team that he's just gone through is learning about the pause. Did you, did you read this? It was, he, he, mm. he talks about teaching the team the pause that sometimes it's not about go, 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 go. It's learning that the stop pulls teams out of place quicker than the go-go-go does all the time. And it said it took them eight to ten games to get used to how to do it this season. And if you look at their four state games, I think they win only three out of four state games. And then he says they perfected it from there on out. And, and that's how they've avoided getting large-scale injuries through that. Now, obviously, they've gone out and signed a lot of players, but sorry, Richard. I, 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 didn't, I didn't read the pet bit, but I'm sure you read my tweet on Twitter, which I've got a lovely couple of thousand likes on. Um, I've done a tweet basically based on exactly what you've just said that, that the problems, because there's been a lot of, and I know we're going to come onto it, a lot of FSG scapegoating, that it's just FSG's fault. Mm. But, but I mentioned that it's FSG in conjunction with Klopp wanting and insisting on this small squad that you talk about, because it's Klopp's insistence. If this is not an FSG insistence, we have to make this clear. If, you know, Klopp talks about it openly himself that he he prefers to coach and uh, manage a small squad of players, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it's it's not backfired as much as it has this season, and that's the unlucky side of things. But he has to learn, and I agree with you. That's where I'd question Klopp. One of the re- things I'd question Klopp about him going forward in the next three or four years is he should have realised he should accept that he needs a far bigger squad in this 
Premier League. But it doesn't... El- Going forward, going forward now, you know, we are saying, and I agree with you 100%, there needs to be a bigger squad in place. But going into this summer, that's not going to be a, a possibility because we have to shift so much deadwood that we're not going to be able to bring in that many players. We're not going to be able to, say, ship out five, replace that five, and then add maybe three or four on top of it. We just know that's not going to happen. Klopp would never, ever allow that. Mm-hmm. I, I think... I. I I, I don't know if Andy wants to step in at any point. And, yeah, you know, no, I just I, I I just wanted to check there. Um, Dortmund, the Dortmund team he had. What was the two fullbacks, Phil? Spencer uh, um, and Pichek. Pichek was the right back, was he? Mm. Yeah. So he he had the most he had was uh was ten assists. Now, like between Trent and Robertson last year, last the the you know nineteen twenty. They had something like 30 assists between them. And they'd they'd about eight or nine goals between them. So I definitely think our fullbacks became it became a a more important element. No, no, but that's the that's the the time players involved. No, 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 no. I disagree because that that just shows you how good Trent and Robertson are, not the system. The system is the same. He to even get ten assists from a fullback. No, but the is, point, is, the point is the point is I don't think I don't think anyone could have predicted that those two players would would have become would become our most creative players. And it took a long time for the penny to drop that that midfield worked really well, despite not being a creative midfield. And I think that's a result. I think the plan was to have the likes of Naby Keita going into the midfield. It was a quite different than when Alden Henderson but hang on, and Fabino. And Andy, wait for being, you're not, you're not well, factoring. I, I won't, I won't no, no, no. Point, no, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just, you say whatever you want to say. No, I'm just saying, you, you, you made the point about the right of the fullbacks, but the system isn't the exact same as the system he played at Dortmund because no, and, had, and, and they and got a lot of width. Go on. Okay. I was just backing up the point that Sean made about how, how Klopp has an annoy and inability to enable players who are performing in a certain role. I don't think it was ever going to be a plan where he was going to play three functional or industrial type of midfielders that don't really get many goals or assists. I think he's he's allowed his team to evolve um because of the, the ability that they have. And that's what that's what brought us so far along. But at the moment the players aren't giving giving them the answers that he needs to change the system. I'm not a big believer in just changing formation. Uh, because Liverpool are a high possession team now, which which isn't really what Klopp wants. But no matter what system we play, we're still going to be in the opposition's half in numbers, no matter what system. And the problem at the moment isn't conceding goals. It's not fucking creating any chances. So we can play any formation you want. We're still going to have high, high amounts of possession and create fuck all chances. And the players, the players at the moment just aren't giving Klopp the answers he needs in terms of switching things up. And and it's and the team Wonder Klopp has evolved that way. The, t- the team last year that won the league is unrecognisable to the four season. The high tempo, the entertainment. They were allowed to take a lot more chances. They were allowed to lose the ball. They hunted in packs. I mean, you look at some of the some of the footage from three seasons ago. Even it was it was it was mental. It, it, the intensity was and Andy, Klopp had Andy, to evolve as well with the amount of uh, games that were played in the Premier League, and he realised that this wasn't kind of sustainable. But what but, we're seeing at the moment is is totally different. This goes back to what, what the point that I just made is that you have to 
Klopp himself has to learn how to manage loads on players. He has to learn. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertise rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And how to manage a bigger squad so that he can maintain that intensity if that's the way he wants his team to play. And I come back to it, his Dortmund team fell off a cliff. This team has fallen off a cliff and it's a combination of injuries, teams figuring out how to play against your system and then needing to go to to, to have something else in your locker to come up. And, and the example of Pep for me is a great one because I've criticised Pep as being a one-build manager, right? So this is basically a one-build manager where he goes in, gets a shitload of money, goes, wins a load of trophies, and buggers off because he doesn't know how to evolve and renew a team. And for both Klopp and Pep, this is, the very for, Pep, this is Pep's first time to renew a club in terms of a cycle, in terms of what he's done. And this is Klopp's first time at renewing a club as well. Like, And these are very valid questions. And it's the biggest question I have of Klopp's ability is, can he renew within that club or does he need to step out to renew? I, th- I think the that's C- valid- The City team that are going to win the league this year, uh, Phil, are a lot different than the City team that won the league a couple of seasons ago. But that's my exact well, that's point, point. So, that's, but that's but that's. I mean, does that uh, is that a complimentary to Pep when he's able to just replace his whole eleven? He hasn't replaced his whole eleven. I think if Klopp could replace his whole I eleven, think, we'd see a resurgence of something magic as well. No, no, I think, I think we're getting away from the actual point of now, as mm. opposed to sort of uh, looking forward to next season. That's what I thought. I thought the point was, what do we do now? Knowing, Andy, that the system is still being deployed, the, the successful system that you've talked about for the last season or two, and we all know it's there, it's still being deployed, but with a total different set of players. Yeah. Do you agree that there is, or there should be questions asked of Klopp to see what he can do different to change yeah. Yeah, 100%. And Chris, I'm not liking the look of Klopp at the moment. I don't like looking at him on the sideline with a blank face, with no emotion. I mean, that's not like people like Jurgen Klopp, they deal at extreme ends of the spectrum. They're either extremely happy or extremely pissed off. All right. He's, he's, He's not a nice watch when things aren't going well for him. But that's that's him. He his, he wears his heart in his sleeve, and that's his emotions. I'm not liking the look of it, and I wish he was doing more to fix it. But I think he's, I think he's pissed off at the moment, and it's not helping. I think he's pissed off with a lot of things. But just talking about the system, players need to take responsibility and step up. Like there's 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 good players have come in, but they haven't given them the answers. They haven't stood up and says, "Look at me, I can do this a little bit different," you know, and, and change it up. We're creating fuck all chances. Players have to take responsibility on the pitch. They're not robots. Players like Trent and Robertson, Fabino, they reinvented their positions. Andy, Even you're saying how Firmino creating, stayed in the Andy, team. you're saying we're creating fuck all chances. We've had 115 shots since Christmas, and we haven't scored a goal. So I don't know how we are creating fuck all chances when we've created 115 shots. Across seven, oh, across whatever amount of games it was, and we haven't scored, we haven't scored one goal. In fact, I think we've only got two on target. 
Like this is what we're talking about. It, it's not that the, the that we are still able to create chances. We're still able to go against teams. The difference is teams have figured out how to slow our attack down. And this comes back to we were able to really go and attack teams and pull them out of position, whereas they figured out a system that stops us from being able to pull them out of position. And we haven't shown that tactical flexibility that moves teams around in the current setup, right? And I'll come back to it. When you look at what goes on for next season, he's going to have to figure out a way to break these solid banks of four that sit only 20 yards from their own goal and say, right, you can have all the width out you want. You're going to whip the ball in and we're going to have six to eight blokes in the center of the, in the, center of the pitch who are just going to kick the ball and go long. Right now, Van Dijk solved some of it. The players solved it, but we need to figure out a way to start pulling teams out of place. And I'll I'll say it again: Pep had the same problem with with City. What they, they were p- boiling down to the sidelines and pulling ball back, slow balls back to Aguero, to Jesus, to Sterling, and that's how they attacked for the best part of two years. And they got figured out last year. Right? Yeah. He's I just want to quickly. Now. I just want to quickly address the chat. Obviously, yeah. a lot of people have come over from the Big Six. Um, unfortunately, sorry, Grizz, uh, Big Six lads. Stop polluting my fucking chat. This is my own channel. So I had to come and uh, we had to do some therapy for our own channel. So that's why I'm not on the other show. Anyway, sorry, carry on, Andy or Sean, whoever was next. Sorry. But, uh, well, I was just I was just going to say um, it, in terms of figuring us out, we haven't been tested this season the same we're being figured out because we haven't had Ronaldo, Henderson yeah, or Fernando in the midfield whatsoever. We haven't had Van Dijk uh, being able to spray balls the way he does. I mean, like... The, the players are a big part of that system. And I 100% agree with you, Chris. Like, the same thing with different players would not work. But, but my point is, if you're going to change it up, let the players take the responsibility and make that decision for Klopp because I, I genuinely feel that but that's I think what's happened is. up to now. But Andy, I think it's come to a point where the players have run out of ideas, run out of steam, run out of energy, intensity. It's now yeah. down to Klopp to do something different. So now it is down to clock. Yeah. Sean. 100%. And the last five or six games, well, particularly since everything, it's been a disgrace in terms of effort. It's a disgrace. Like, and I can excuse anything. I can excuse poor performances or goals routes or whatever you want to like. Just that's football. We've been watching it long enough. But I can't excuse players not putting it in for the short. Andy, we're going to be on to players next. But Sean. Give us your take. What do you want to see over the summertime? What do, what would you see would be this is I know this thing is is back on the on the right track. I know Klopp is back on the right track when you look at what you see over the summertime and you look at how we start off next season. Or even towards the end of this season. Towards the end of this, I'd just like to see a change in tactics and a progressive way of playing football from now on from here on in, instead of just this dull, mundane, repeat, 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 four, three, three. Just change it up a slight bit. Show us that there is progression there, that there's potential for for development going forward because at the moment there is nothing there. So I just want to see him just change it up a little bit. Even if it is like that, bring that diamond back in and play on that and go from there just to show us something different going forward. I'd be happy enough with that. And if you get a few results from it along the way, happy days. Andy, what do you want? I'm just doing a little job in the comments at the moment. It's being brought to my attention. It's full of dickheads. Well, what we'll do is we'll just... Yeah, ignore them. What we'll do is we'll just close the chat for a, for a bit. Yeah, we can but close the chat if, for a little while. If we just, just close the chat for a bit and then we can open it back up again as we move back. Move no, it's all right. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, it's, easier, so Grace, it's easier to block them, apparently. Yeah. This way. Grace, go on. 
What no, do you that's it. See? I mean, this is it. I mean, I, you know, I, I thought the point was about now and how do we rectify or try to salvage the last 10, 11 games or whatever it is. Because I also agree where Andy's coming from in terms of, because I think you're making the point that, you know, he has to evolve his style of play going forward. And I think that goes without saying. I just think because of the situations, because of the injuries, we're, we're, we're behind now. We're behind now because he, he wasn't able to implement that. But what I would like to see, especially with this, it's difficult to see what I want to see now, Phil, because we've got this three-week break, which should enable everyone to come back to fitness bar the long-term injuries. So now that we've got Naby back, I know you know his biggest fan, Fabinho back uh, to full fitness, Jota back to full fitness, I don't see him, and that's what I said on the Fatback 4 last night, I don't see him changing now because now's kind of too late, if you know what I mean. It should have been changed maybe eight, nine games ago. Now mm -hmm. I think it reverts back to his type because hopefully Fabinho comes back and he'll be able to rotate the midfield. We're open to... We're, <coughs> We're able to rotate the front lads now because Jota's back to full fitness. So I think he definitely carries on the way he's going now and just hopes for the best, if you know what I mean. Chris, yeah. just to jump in there quickly and just on one of the points you made there with this three-week three, three -week break that's coming up. It's actually just to go back on a point Phil was making earlier on about Raphael Honigstein when he was talking about the Dortmund collapse, so to speak. He, he spoke about when Klopp got the players together at Christmas time when they have their winter break. Mm. this is how he actually turned it around when he got them together when he just had time on the training ground no games no nothing just to solely concentrate on tactical formations and to slowly build on what they needed to improve on but Sean it also it also coincided with players coming back so just like us similarly to us you know it, it is I think the simplicity of it is to get our players back and, and just pray and hope that they stay fit I think that's the simplicity of it right now, yeah. in my opinion. If we could get one one of our top end centre backs back to to release Fabinho as a permanent fixture back into the midfield, I think that would be yeah. a huge thing for Klopp. It just allows him to do something tweaky. But again, I hope we can. If we don't have Champions League football and we're stuck in Europa, I hope he treats Europa the same way as we treat the League Cup and the FA Cup until we get to the knockout phases of that competition. And that is keep Harvey Elliott playing. Keep the lads that you have that you can throw in and just let them play. Right. And don't even take the first team squad. Don't take the take don't take twelve to fourteen players. Just don't take them. Right. And just basically have your league team and then after that you focus on getting back in the Champions League. Because the Champions League ultimately is the only thing that you need to be in and it can be the only thing that we, we can achieve to do. Lads, uh, that and we've we've touched on it. What's up, Andy? <laughs> I just I can't keep up with these comments. <laughs> ignore them, ignore them. Why are you trying to keep up? You mad man. Andy, get back here. Focus back here. Yeah, focus so, back so, in. Can, what's, want, what's, want, what's the problem? <laughs> I was supposed to, I'm, I was scheduled to be on another show today and they think I've bottled it because we lost. But we've been losing for five, six weeks and I haven't bottled it. It's just, you know, I've got my show on my own channel. You know, so that's they're following you around the place? Yeah, they're following me around, you know. That's, that must be great. Okay, did they follow you around all over town, did they? No, you know, you know, it is what it is. You've got to take the good with, the, be, with, with the bad. Yeah. You know, Liverpool losing, so you expect this. War it should be, it should me. be, uh, you should be flattered. And look, and and you that actually listens to us regular knows if Liverpool lose, we we end up having a laugh either way. So <laughs> now, can I can I can I just come back to us, right? To, to yeah. this, and I yeah. want to roll in. I want to roll in the next two pillars because they're both the same. They're both they're both to each each side of the same coin, right? So players we have. 
and going back to Andy's earlier point, and I know Andy, this is really pissing you off in terms of the reaction you're seeing on the pitch when when shit is going down. Nobody's showing any bottom and bollocks that's on the pitch, right? Mm. So the players we have, and Sean has mentioned that, that we need to do some type of clear, some type of change around, some type of change in the guard, plus the likely reinforcements that we're going to go out, the, the positions we're going to concentrate on. Taking into account the, the article that was put out there by Joyce, by Dominic King, by Tony Barrett, by whoever it was, Tony Evans, mm. the, Tony <laughs> Barrett. Chris Bascom, Shell <laughs> uh, from Pepsi and, and Shelley and, and, and the lads, right? All the lads that are sitting there doing all the stuff um, that they're always doing. Uh, basically, I need to know. I want to talk lots of players, right? Because there's been some horrifically shit attitudes in, from some of the players that that looks shit. Now I, I do understand that it can be really hard when you're in this quagmire and this swamp of a situation, and you can't get over that. It can be very defeating. For, like I can just imagine if you're playing up front and the lads can't even get the ball up to you on a regular basis, your head's just melted and you turn around to look for a midfielder coming from midfield and there isn't, you look around and Milner sort of still run around this porridge back around the centre circle and mm. can't move his legs anymore um, okay, I can get that right, but lads we've got a squad of, of lots of pretty brilliant players and then we have 9-10 players who just are completely irrelevant and have offered sweet fuck all to us in this current run that we have mm. and based on what those articles were we're not going to do a major overhaul so you're probably still looking at tr- bringing in three to four players and I think Edwards in the system that it, that we've talked about in the way he recruits is that they have tiers of players so they have if we're in the, if we're challenged for a Champions League and we're challenging for the Premier League I better not hit the door too much or else Paddy's work will fall all over me um, the, the, if, if we're there we're going to be in for the Mbappes, the Haalands, the lads that are up this top tier, right? Which we've proven we can do with Van Dijk and Allison and all of them. If we're not in the Champions League, we're we're down here. We're on the. What, what's, what, is, this, is this a real comment, or is this, this just is, your interpretation? This is the. And what uh, what do you mean a real comment? Is this something that uh, Edwards has said? When they've done the interviews with them in terms of the Markov chain, they're able to identify the value that they can get for different price points when it comes to who they were evaluating. So when it comes to buying the top tier players, it's very easy to evaluate them. He no, goes, the, they go. Well, you're, well, you're aligning it with now is where we are. I, w- yeah. I would have thought you had tiers of players as in starting 11 and challenging or, and then back up. You know what I mean? I think Andy, when it comes to recruitment, they don't look at starting eleven and, and back up and stuff like that. I think they go, who can who can come in and make a difference to the squad? Yeah, so I would well, I, I would think differently. We went out and broke the world record for a goalkeeper when we desperately needed a goalkeeper, and we did the same for a centre back. I think like we, we actually Alberta. haven't seen all right. We actually haven't seen one of uh, the the end of one of Klopp's first generation eleven. We're probably seeing the end of Wijnaldum because he's because it looks like he's going to go. Maybe he'll sign a, a contract. I don't know, but we're certainly looking at the end of Firmino as we know it. I think we can all accept that. So to replace a player uh, like Firmino, you're looking at someone who's going to come straight in, and I think that's where you're going for a tier one player. And, and whether that's um, it, look the what they have available to them is going to dictate, but that's where you're in the the markets of your of your um, premium players, your Van Dykes and your Allisons, and you spend big. But if we're if he has his heart set in an eleven or kind of twelve, thirteen that are in and out, and he, he and Klopp knows and his heart and soul are not going to be coming straight into the team, well then you're buying second string players like your Jotas or your Minaminos, and you're hoping that that they uh, one of them kind of comes off, and and look they kind of have. This message is sponsored by Amazon. 
want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. In, in, in the likes of Robertson. This goes back to the point. They are prepared to lash out the money when they have it. Grizz's point earlier on, Coutinho money was sitting there. They went and they spent every single penny mm. of the Coutinho money to bring in Allison, to bring in Van Dyke, to bring in um, Fabinho and Kate and all. And that was in the course of two windows, the January window and then the, the summer window that followed on from it, right? So, but they have clearly said they're only going to spend what, and we'll get on to the owners. This is the last bit I want to cover on it. But like, I'm looking at saying, what do we go for? Grizz, what do we go for? Why, where, what, what? I, I just want to, I think what you're referring to, and I think Andy's saying is, so you're talking about the, the, the press releases today by three or four very closely connected journalists to the club who have sort of, um, given their opinion pieces on what is likely to happen in the summer, right? Um, if you're asking me what what I would like to happen in the summer or what I think will happen in the summer or whatever, it's pretty different from the, what the journalists have said. So th- I'm going to give you my interpretation. My interpretation is there is no way, in my opinion, regardless of where we end up in the league, whether it's in a Champions League place or whether it's at, in a Europa League or the other league that you were telling us about, um, Conference League or whatever Europa Conference is there something that you said something like that yeah the, the Europa Conference League well, I don't think that starts at 2024 based oh, on oh, 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 alright wherever we fin- wherever we finish and wherever we end up there's, in my opinion there's no way there is no way we should target the likes of a Minamino the likes of a um, Harvey Elliott or Adrian or I'm, I'm trying to think of our recent purchases apart from this window even Simicasses, I think we're in a position, or I think we're in a situation where the squad screams, demands a player like a Jota who is able to compete for the first team now, as opposed to as opposed to a hidden gem. We have to get away from the policy of looking for gems. Not Moneyball. It's not some, you know, we've moved away from Moneyball. You know, people that think that we're still in this Moneyball way of working is... We I never Moneyballed. I know, but but some people still think we're in this money ball. You know, we're not. We're not. I just think I just think we have to be, uh, what's the word, brave, um, and just uh, align our sort of targets compared to where we are now and or where we were last season, right? Of, obviously, this is an anomaly of a season, so we don't buy players to fix the current situation. We have to buy on top of what we had built, which was being the champions of league. Uh, the champions of um, England and European champions, blah, 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 blah. So we have to, in my opinion, shop at that tier one level, Phil, that you that you alluded to. I think there's absolutely obvious. I think Klopp will 100% want quality over quantity, and he's always maintained that. But I think it's time for FSG to back him up with that sort of need. And that's where the clash could be, problem could be. So who goes? John, who goes? Oh, it's quite Jesus. That list is long. Um, I was just realistically, say, realistically, you have to get rid of Chamberlain straight away. That's one out the door. Um, 
you'll get pelters in the comments for it, but I think Keda has to be looked at. Realistically, mm. he's not he's not reliable, you know. Um, who else has to go? Matip, you'll never get rid of him, but like that, it's just we can't hang around. I can't hang on to injury prone players. It's killing us. It's proved this season that it's killing us. Uh, who else? If the Origi has to go, you have your Wilsons that are out in loan. They have to go. Shakiri has to go. Like already, you're drawing up a list, and you have to replace those players. And I don't, I don't see how we do that. Realistically, especially when Grizz is saying, if we're going to the, if we're going to the top tier for signing players, how do we compete with Man City? If we go for a Haaland, I'm just for ex- for example, if we go for a Haaland, he's available. How do we compete wages wise with Man City? They're going to gazump us. We have to sell a project again. Klopp has to go out and sell this project of a rebuild for Liverpool, and it has to get players to buy in. It's not guaranteed this time round. So I think I think it's a good point made by Andy about Firmino, right? I I, I was used to I th- I think we've missed a window on selling Firmino for a pre- for a premium, right? And for that very reason, I wouldn't. I'd like to see the back of Origi, and I mean that not in a disrespective or a a, a a vicious way. It's just I would rather have Firmino as our backup player to play up front for us than to have Origi, right? I'd rather have somebody else who can step in and play there than somebody else, right? So, like, I just, I, I, I say if we can bring Firmino off the bench and alternate him in with somebody else, we're in a much better place. Neto, I like to look at that kid in, in England. looks really good. There's been, there's Neres, I think, at Ajax, who can play across the front three as well and looks a very good prospect that's there. We I think some of it... We can't do prospects, Phil. We can't do prospects. We well, we're going to have to. I don't Chris. think so. I don't think so. This is this is exactly the argument we've been having off air and we're having it on air now. We're about I know. to have it on air. And, 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 and I, I think it's fine to have it. I don't think, think we have Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think we have to accept this any longer. And I'm, and I'm not saying it as a kid. You know, you know, we know. We both, we both like to sort of call us old enough and seeing all the bad times and the good times and assess that, you know, we're not making... We're not making demands like kids, yeah. We're, but we're, we're, we're thinking logically and rationally, and looking at everything, into taking everything into context. And I still believe we we can end up with very very good players. This is a, we shouldn't have to look for Neres and hope he's going to come in and turn into a Firmino or a Mane or a Salah. You know, yeah, I, that's like asking Edwards and, and and Klopp to just keep churning out the magic. And you know, that's and, and, the model. But that's the model, Chris. But that's this the is, model. It is the model, but but we but what we've seen from FSG in the last seven eight years that I can remember is an adaptation every single time to the needs, to the situation, to to looking at the the surrounds and adapting accordingly. Look, we remember when when they took over and they gave hundred million to Kenny Dalglish to go and spunk. That hundred million was that was an FSG's model, whatever. They gave them, they they adjusted. Then they realized, okay, this is not the way. Then resorted to another way under Brendan Rodgers. Younger players. That was the money ball, Andy. That's when it really kicked in under Rodgers. So buying younger players of the likes of Barini, Asaidi, all these guys, right. Hope, Sturridge, you know, younger players, more younger yeah. players. Than okay, well, maybe, maybe my, my, my understanding of the money ball is a bit different to yours then because... Okay. More money ball to me was. Let me just, was, let me just what, finish what, my point. Let me just finish my point. Right. So, so we, so we, we evolved. We adapted to the different, different situations and phases that the Liverpool, as a club, as a commercial entity, 
went through. The more commercially we got, the the, the more commercially stable we became, uh, financially stable. We had bad, bad credit records. We weren't we weren't in a position to sort of finance, you know, uh, get out loans from banks, creditors, I should say. But now we're in a position to do so, Phil. It's a total different world now that we live in. We are and we operate in and, 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 and FSG operate in. So, so to say that we can't and they're, they're stringent on this working model, I think, I don't believe it is. Chris, are you, te- are you telling me that a, a, you know, a global crisis, you know, a pandemic uh, followed up by an economical uh, crisis um, and uncertainty, financial uncertainty, is the time then to start borrowing money? Is that what you're saying? Because that's the complete opposite to what's going to happen. Well, the, the trajectory Liverpool were on for for 10 years basically is growth and revenue every season. Every season there was uh, there was more revenue. And then they land a modern deal, a modern short deal, which was gonna bring in something like 90 or 100 million, maybe more. Right. So all of a sudden your your hand is strengthened in the transfer market and you have the ability then to buy the players you want to buy. And that's where that's where they were bringing us. And then as luck would have it, we get hit with a problem that's cost us a hundred to two hundred million in the last twelve months, and yes, it's going to go on for another six months. So all that work, all that fucking work, is 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 be, you know to to land them sort of being undone by a global crisis. So we're not going to start borrowing money for players. Forget about it. The best thing we can ha- and actually in their in their one of their strengths, I suppose, is what they've been building is that sustainability. And we're probably going to be the club that's going to come out as the best. Because we won't be laboured with debt for years, and it's going to be clubs that are going to be hit harder than we are, and we we'll probably get back to where the trajectory we were on before most clubs. With regards to bringing in players as well, though, lads, like Chris, I I take your point that we're going to go at the elite level, so to speak. But I don't think there's anything to suggest that we sign four players from the elite level. Of course, of course, I I agree. One, I would say we bring in one big name as such. And then I would say, more than likely, and I just judging by Jorgen Klopp over the years, I would say it'd be like the likes of a Salah and a Mane, like a Rafinha from Leeds, someone that he can mould into his playing style again, already at a very good level, but he can mould again into a certain level, like a Pierre Scherz from Ajax at centre half. I think, yeah, I think Andy's sort of slightly misinterpreted what I was trying to say. I'm not sure he heard everything I said because he was on the phone for a little while. What I was saying that I said, I said, what we should expect. I didn't say that's what they're going to do. I didn't No, but it's true, Phil. I didn't say that, did I? Sounds I like someone's cage is rattled by nothing. I was only making a comment. Relax. No, no, I'm totally relaxed. I'm totally relaxed. And I'm I was, and, and fucking, I wasn't, I wasn't on my phone. I was on the comments. Right. Mute and I'm blocking all the pricks that have come here for you. Uh, explain. So carry stop on with your carry stop. on with your point. I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful one. Stop. Stop Hang explaining. On. Stop explaining. Hang on. I'll, get, I'll get the gif. <laughs> no, but what? what for yeah. sake, like, I believe, for what I said. What I said. What I said. What I answered Phil's question, which is what we should Batting do. people away in the comments. Yeah, or why should do? <laughs> Phil, uh, Andy, stop. Get the comments. Right, they're all about me. So yeah, know, don't worry about it. So. What I said is what we should do. Of course, what FSG will do is completely different. Mm. I still disagree that they won't push the boat and they won't take out a loan because I think the purpose, and everyone's talking about this investment and it's going to go into place. Of course not. We absolutely know for sure that it's not going to go, not for sure, but it's not going to go into play investment. But what it does, it makes us economically stronger in terms of if we wanted 
to take out finance with creditors it absolutely strengthens and gives us flexibility to do such things if they wish to do so. And that's what we're saying, trying to say, are they willing to do that? And okay, sure. they're not, I think they are. Okay. Can, can, can I, can I just come back to what we were talking about in terms of the player? So I think from, in terms of outs, I like Sean's point that, you have to look at everyone. And I think anyone that hasn't proven resilient in any way, shape or form this season on over the course of the last two or three seasons has to be looked at as a potential, particularly if they have a particularly strong market value and we can go and, and sign somebody better and more capable in that position, even if it is a prospect. And I'm going to tell you something here. Keza, I'm hoping Keza has a great run of 10 games and does something special for us over the 10 games to, to, to pull our season around. But if we go into the back end of this season, he picks up a knock and misses two or three games for this season or doesn't show anything, then we're still talking about potential three years after signing them. Mm. But this is we're talking about a guy who has incredible potential but hasn't realized the potential. If somebody comes in and knocks on the door and says, oh, We'll give you 30 million for Kaiser, I'm taking the 30 million and I'm reinvesting it in somebody else. If that 30 million allows me to go and get Hassamawar out of um Leon or allows us to go and sign somebody else of that ilk like one of the guys from Inter Milan who they made their names up or your man Rodrigo De Paul who should re- still be in but Brazil or something. Surely, but surely we've got players ahead of Naby Keita. I mean, I know your personal opinions. No, 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 no. It's, but, it's, but it's surely not... we've got players ahead of him because he's not worth as... You know, but Chris, I don't think he's worth much. Chris, I'm not selling... But come here, I'm not, I'm not selling... You'd probably get more for Gruick. But listen to me, I'm not I'm not selling Mane, although I do have my I have concerns over Mane. He looks like a fella that's short of the at the half a yard of pace since the since he got COVID. And I don't know if that's a COVID thing or if it's something else he's carrying a knock or something like that. I'm not selling Salah. I don't care what anybody says in the comments. I'm not selling Salah. The fella is a is the top scorer in the league, um, despite the stupid, fact stupid that we can't that despite the fact we can't score goals, he's still probably going to score twenty goals this season in a team that's fallen off a cliff like the Coyote in in Roadrunner, right? That's what we're, we're talking about here, right? And then, so I'm not breaking them up, and I've got Joseph. Why would I weaken those three? I want to add to it. I want to have Firmino as my backup, and I want to bring another player in to uh, to augment that and have five players and potentially bring Elliot in and even use him for the first half of the season when you've got loads of domestic cup games and stuff like that. And say, there's six fellas now, and then I'm going to allow me to not drain this team before Christmas. But this is but this is the litmus test for FSG because this is the first time as a fan base, the majority asking to add without taking away the quality. So you know the. The, the the players that Sean okay. mentioned, the players so, Sean so, mentioned. So, so Grace, Grace, can I just, can just and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to interrupt you for a reason because th- mm. what I'm going to get into is the midfield is our significantly fucked up issue this summer, right? We have James Milner who's 106, right? He looks like this year he's got rickets in one. I said this in the group. He's got rickets in one leg and polio on the other leg, right? Like he literally doesn't seem like he can move up and down the pitch, right? You've got Genie who looks like he's going to be off at the end of the season. And if he isn't, we should be letting him go. We shouldn't be renewing his contract. And I know people aren't going to like this, but the guy is torty. And he looks again like a fellow whose legs have gone over the last three to four months. He's getting around the pitch, but there's no pace left in, in, in the legs. And I don't know if that's overplayed, but at torty, it's a, he's unlikely to get that pace back, right? I'll, I'll let you in there in a second, Andy, because we're going to have Hendo who's over towards it's you. Just, it's, just about couple, it's just about a couple of the comments. So just yeah. remind me. Oh, well, I'll, I'll bring you back in the comments, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got Keita, who we said is completely unreliable. You look at that midfield, and outside of Fabinho, who you're saying is my anchor point for what I'm going to want, what I want to build my midfield around, and I've got Henderson, who has picked up more knocks regularly. We have to do that's where the that the engine has to be rebuilt. Something has to change in that midfield, 
And that's where I want us to focus on in the summertime. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. What's another centre-back? Go on, I'll let Andy do the, the Andy comments. The comments there was uh, just Dale and Jones' comment there about FSG didn't want to pay Werner last year. Chelsea got him. We didn't bring in a centre-back last season. Look at uh, January transfer. Klopp uh, wanted a proper centre-back early in the window. Uh, but now FSG make the decision worse. Look, it, the reason I'm reading that comment out was because somebody before that, um, Sukvir Sekhan, I think is how you pronounce it, said false economy, right? And I think that's that's a perfect way to sum up that whole Werner deal. We we were in the we were in the uh, in the conversation for Werner, but as soon as Chelsea are offering to pay the fella four hundred grand a week for doing fucking nothing, and look at him this season, I'm glad they they stepped away because that's sensible, and you don't you don't you don't create a sustainable future by going in and just competing with Chelsea's. Um, mental wage offers and totally disrupt the um, the wage structure that they have at the club. You bring in Werner, he would have been earning twice what our top earner er, earns. Our players can can earn equal to what Chelsea's players earn or City's players earn when they're having the when that when we have success because we did have the highest wage bill last year because of because of the success we had. So it's stupid to to be to be competing with this false economy. Um, no. But that's just the, that's just the point I was making. Our demands and our expectations need to be a bit more realistic. We have we've brought most of our players. The the only two players we could really say we expected to succeed the way they have is Van Dijk uh, and Allison. But John. the team that won us titles and the Champions League were players, mostly players that people didn't really get too excited about at the beginning. And Klopp will do it again, whether it's Sarov, Wofford, or something like that. He's gonna. He can make superstars out of uh, players that nobody expects. Sean, and he can continue to do it. Sean, who do you want? Who? Where do you want us to focus our recruitment? <laughs> Sorry, Phil, that broke up there. What you say? I said, where where do you want us to focus our recruitment? My my shout is we need we really need to fo- focus on the, the the midfield and probably a fullback, a, a, a multi use fullback on either side. Yeah, I'd actually agree with you on the fullback situation there. I think someone that can cover for what Simicast has proven, he's unreliable as well now. What have we seen? One league appearance all season, is that it? Mm. You know, that's not good enough. And then Nico Williams, he, that young lad's a bad need of a loan move. He's not ready to step up and be the, the understudy of the trend. So I think someone there who can play on both flanks, yeah, that's a good, that's a, you're not, you don't, you don't agree, Grace. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree with you completely. I agree. I'm just sort of nodding away some of the comments. And, um, but no, the midfield, yeah, that's where I think a lot of focus needs to be put into as well because that's where we'll see the biggest exodus of players. If mm. we do offload a Chamberlain, if Jeannie leaves, if a Cato leaves by, by chance, I'm not saying he does, and I hope he actually doesn't. I hope he does come to that point, as he says, where he pushes on and we finally get to see the best of him. But also then you have the likes of Gruwich and Wilson and I know they're out on loan, but they're still part of it. They'll all be See, going. I think there'll be a I think there will be a mini clear up. I honestly do. I know you said, Sean, at the start that it won't be possible. We have to make it possible. And this is where the criticism of FSG 
in recent times comes to the fore that they haven't done enough in previous windows and it's culminated in the situation we're left with. As, 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 as Phil rightly says, the concentration should be on the midfield, but it won't be Phil. And the mm. reason for that is because we haven't corrected the centre-back issue like it should have been or could have been in, in last summer. But, yeah. you know, when Lovren went, but OK, it made sense not to. We can make a very good argument that it made sense at the time. But it certainly should yeah. have been corrected in January, if possible. But it wasn't possible. So we bought two two fellas out of Audi. Mm. So now what we've got to do in the summer is get two fellas in because Kabak won't be kept on. No. And Davis is just, you know, Barry Davis, the commentator, for, for all we know, right? So, it doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist. So you're right that we're in, I think we're in a pickle. And that's why I'm absolutely adamant that FSG will now do the right thing. This is where I agree with Andy, that FSG always in the end, in the end, do the right thing after, but 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 sometimes it's after they've made mistakes. That's, and a, it's, that's okay. Look, people make mistakes. They're businessmen. They've made mistakes. It's okay. But that, but the fact is, the frustration lies is, will they do that much activity as you're saying? Because you're saying two midfielders, two centre-backs, a full-back and a centre-forward. It's not going to happen, what, what does a mini clear-out look like to you? And a I'll, I'll, tell you I'll, I'll tell you what it looks like to me. Oh, okay. A mini no, clear-out. Yeah, a mini clear-out to me looks like the players. So, Rigi, Wilson, Gruich, Milner, maybe kept around, I don't know, whatever. But, you know, Genie, Matip, um, help me guys, whoever, Origi, uh, Ox, Minamino. Minamino, Minamino, we don't know. Klopp well, I think, I think there's, there's talk, there's a Dundale for him. Yeah. To uh, Seville, I think. Yeah. So, so we're looking at six, seven players that we will have to, because if we're working on the model, which is, we believe it's majority sell to buy, then that's around 100 million at the lowest, mm. at the lowest um, sort of valuations, that's around 100 million uh, that you've got to reinvest in the players. And we have to, even if we have to sell Ox for 10, 50 million, we will have to take a hit on these players because they're no use to us, Andy. Yeah. Any business that's got, like, I'll bring it back to my trade. If I've got, if I've got a shit fryer in the, in the kitchen I'm not using, right, it's no good to me. So if, if someone offers me 50 quid for it, I will take it. I have to take it. Right, and that's the state of some of these players. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, here it is we, the state yeah. of these players. Yeah, like, what chance, you're getting uh, you're getting very close to me in terms of um, how, how investors work. But, they don't but, leave, but, but they the don't difference, get... but the difference, the difference. Just going to finish off, and then it's all yours. The difference will be, in my opinion, <laughs> the difference, in my opinion, from your opinion, will be on top of the sales that we'll be able to sort of get us hundred million. I think FSG. However they do it, whether it's through a, a, a naming rights of a stand or the night deal that we've only just received the 45 million for, or, or, or even if it's an, a loan that's offset against their business because we are in an absolutely financially good state now to do that with the creditors, mm. we will invest, in my opinion, and we've discussed this off-air as well in our WhatsApp yeah. groups, yeah. We, will, we will put it, they will put in, I'd say, in my opinion, around 60, 70 to 100 million of their own. That's where we disagree. Sean, there's, Shane Downs is getting very upset. He wants to know who and, um, you want. I, I actually, I actually, agree. Sean's gone. No, I'm not. Sean is still there. Will you, will you stop talking over Sean and let him talk for God's sake? You and Grace picking on him, bullies. Go on. Uh, <laughs> Sean, who, shut up, Andy. Let Sean talk, right? No, yeah, okay, whatever. Go on. Sean's made some great points for me. 
I kindly, I send on the money on Revolut later. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, who do I want in? Hmm. Uh, realistically, I'd like to see Pierre Charles from Ajax come in and do the centre half job. I think that's an outstanding talent in the making. I'd like Rafinha from Leeds, and I'd take Basuma from Brighton to replace Genie. After that, then I'm not too sure. I'd love a Haaland. I'd love I'd love a number nine, a proper number nine that can almost fulfil the the old role of Bobby, but evolve it as well to a certain degree. Nice. I I think I I go back to it. I think we we'll, we'll see some recognisable names. We will probably if he's going to go to the midfield, he's probably going to look at guys who can who've played who've already played the Premier League and adapt a lot quicker because I think they they put a premium on that. Um, you've seen it what they've done with with, with the other stuff, and then I'm looking at. Again, the fullback, they're, they're, I think they're happy to go some wherever they need to get the fullback at the right price. But I think up front, I think if they're going to spell big, Grizz, and you'll probably, you, I'm sure you'll have a hundred million rumors about this over the summertime, but I think if they're going to go big, they will go big on a centre forward. That If they're going to spend big money, that's where they're going to go big. Now, whether it's what we expect to be Zillion big percent. As, Okay, well, whether it's going to be a 75 million, 80 million Haaland deal or trying to splash the cash on Mbappe, whatever it is, right? Or they go for a... Daka or somebody like that at the the type of signing that we've we've done incredibly well with when we've gone and got Salah and we've got Mane and even Firmino in terms of Edwards being able to identify the talent that's there. I don't really care. Once they come in and have the same impact that those lads have had, like Joseph coming in and having that same impact. For me, it's all about the impact. And I think the, the, the Kabak thing for me, I disagree with you. I think Kabak is nailed on to be signed. I think Klopp loved Lovren and I think he looks at Kabak as a young Lovren and he's thinking to himself I can yeah, mould this fella into, into a different type of, of, of defender to say the Gomez type and the, the Van Dijk type and whatever it is where he's a bit more physical and a bit more mouthy and he likes that around the squad and I, I, don't think that's like, reason, and, I don't think that's the reason we'll take him on Phil I think the reason we'll take him on is the fee I think it's, it's, it's that's it, my uh, opinion I think well, it's a it's a nice price for them. Phil, I, I think you're spot on and it's it's sad that people are writing them off so quickly. You look at the amount of players that Klopp gave months and months uh time to settle into the squad and understand how we play and get around and just, just soak up the, the culture and the environment that he, he's created. And Kabaku's twenty comes into the team and he's okay, he's made some glaring errors, but but he's you know, he's he's played he's he's played okay. You know, mm. at times, and they, it's stupid to write players off. I think he, I think he'll stay because he, they get him on cheap enough, and uh, he's a young player. And we need, we need a centre back who can stay fit. You know, and always he's already picked up his first injury. But um, look, I, I think they spend big on a centre back though as well. I think Do you think they go big on a, on a centre back as well yeah. to go alongside Van Dijk? Because and- because I think it's it, it's it's never been more evident. How bad the problems are at the uh, in that position, and just like when we signed Allison, now look, you can talk about Katina money, but now we've got Nike money, so it's the same thing. It's all revenue, it's all money, it's all mm. income that they can spend on on players, and they've always always invested in the squad, whether it's wages, um, or in the club, whether it's the training ground, the stand, that the Anfield Road, um, the initial investment in that, they always have done, and we have money coming in from a big short sponsor. And I think that will be spent on the player. Uh, the other, the other position, the decline of Bobby, it's it's happening, and I think that's where you might see another big name coming in. But I don't think the plan is going to change much from last summer. 
Like, COVID has just been a deleted year, really. Everything that's happened since, it's hard to count. I said it at the start of the show when you're talking about Klopp. It's not a good sample when you're talking about how your players have progressed or performed or declined. It's just not great. We've seen it happen with Firmino before this, so this, that's why I'm saying him. But we still need to get rid of the likes of the players that we knew we needed to get rid of last summer. And that was like your Shaq, your Oxarigi, Skruik. I think Shaq is, and I know he's not great and I know he's not brilliant, but he has moments. And if you're going to talk about a squad player, he's He was never player. really, yeah. He, you, look, he was never really in Klopp's immediate plans and he was he was a good player to bring on. And he did a couple of, he could done a bit of damage early on. Mm. But, but now it seems when, when we've needed yeah. him, he hasn't been able to step up. Yeah, I, think, Kelly, I think you spoke six players, sorry, Grizz, because I was asking you what your clear out looked like. So I've named six around six players. Look, and you can add into players like Wilson, who was out there already, and, and Adrian, who'll be gone. Like these are names in the squad that need replacement. So say you've six or player, six or seven players that go, three of them might be replaced by by young youngsters getting their chance. I mean, we've already we already have Cortis now who's nailed down a kind of a, uh, a a place in the squad, and you've probably got Elliot who'll come in next season. Um, but after that, then I think you bring in kind of two or three players that are threatening your kind of your 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 Jota ilk tier of player, and then maybe one really recognised player with big money. And I think that could be a centre half and maybe a centre forward. Like okay. they will make signings. They will make signings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like uh, listen. I don't want to labour on it. I think the one thing that people need to... And, and and I want to frame this a bit, and I also want people to frame this in their heads. At this moment in time, it looks like you're staring into a sewage tank, right? There's there's literally nothing, nothing, nothing good that's going on at this moment in time. And it's 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 tough to see the light. And the idea of this show was to see some of the light. We can see that Klopp has made adjustments and has built, and and we're putting our faith in him being able to build this again right we're putting our faith in that he should be able to build this again because he's already built something already okay and then i'll come back to and say we're talking about players we've just sat here and said every one of us thinks we know what the deadwood is there's not one of us disagreeing that 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 the guys need to be moved on right not one of us and we can all see the names if we can see the names club can see them right and despite it's but despite us even thinking that we don't even have european football or whatever fucking type of european football we have next year we're naming players that even if we go to the Europa League, we'll expect us to be able to get. The only thing that stops us is if a Champions League club comes in or one of the money clubs comes in and decides to spend a billion to euro on that player. Mm. We're probably not going to c- compete with them in that instance, right? So when people, are, when people are thinking that this is the end and this is the end of times and everyone's getting banners out to tell Klopp that we love him and the whole hold the fort, lads. Hold your head. We've got we are in a much better position than you're going to give yourself credit for. This is not the Balotelli, Benny Aquilar, Kaunovic, um, <laughs> Licky Rambert season where, like, imagine that. We had a three a three man attack that was Markovic, Lambert, and Balotelli at one stage. Like this, people need to screw their heads back on here. We're not talking about a team that's at that level where you have to basically build it from scratch. Because that's what we had to do with this with this team. We're talking about a team that still has the residual talent that got the two Champions League finals and won the league title. The residual talent is there. 
It just needs tweaking and it needs adjusting. And that isn't, and that's why the sense has come out in the article today that says we don't need to splash 15 million on Absolutely. 15 billion on 15 players because this thing needs to be reset completely, right? And that's why I want to take it on. Sean, I'm going to start with you on this. And this one, take it on to the owners because there's so much out there. And I can't I believe we were already talking about the owners. For no, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> believe, I can't believe how much the worm has torn because. Anyone that's out there moaning, go back to October and all the articles that were being written were, were praising FSG on this amazing business model that was getting them through this financial crisis in COVID because we were top of the league and we're not taking on borrowings and look at the state of Spurs and Arsenal taking on massive loans because they need that to get us through, right? Flip on, we've dropped off a cliff, it's hit, hit rock bottom and we're banjaxed and the owners need to get the hell out or put 15 billion into the kitty in the summertime just to spend on one player or else we're going to cause carnage and burn the new stand that isn't built down. Okay, so Sean, from an owner's perspective, what do they need to do better? And I'm not, look, I don't want the simple answer, put 100 millions into, into the club. I'm saying, what do they need to do better now at this point in time to allow us to go back to being the league winners, league challengers that we were last season? need to address the situations that all this week on nbc4 new products to new technology susan hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world tonight at six a new twist on outdoor eating a lot of it is creating flexibility how one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal it's all part of restaurant revitalization tonight at six on nbc4 working for you it's very simple address the problems that are there but you can do it without being man city or chelsea and throwing money at it and i think that's where a lot of their criticism comes from as well is because fans are looking at opposition sides and the way to fire money around the place and think we should be doing the exact same thing as well but not taking into account that their model is not that way mm. they'll go about business in the summer the same way they've always gone about it They'll sign the player if it's the right deal for the club. And they'll address this. And I just hope they do address all the situations and not leave us short like they've done this summer and didn't get a centre-half when it was needed. So, I just, look, I think they will go out and address it properly in the summer. I think there's a wee bit of pressure on them to do that. So, I think they will step up to the plate and make the right call. Mm. And then, back like in January, they dropped the ball. They dropped the ball big time by not backing club. But maybe it was a case they didn't see value in the in the market. <laughs> you see, did you see that comment as well? What happened? Which comment? The comment Jeffrey Epstein has been spotted more times than Ben Davies. And <laughs> right, uh, where are we? Uh Grizz, owners, what do you want them to do? Carry on what they've been doing after they've made a mistake. Yeah. Which is rectify it. That's what they do. They make mistakes. They're not perfect. They're not the worst. They've 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 taken us to the summit by however means. And we can't forget that people brush that aside like it's nothing. And that's where I'm, you know, I'm you know, all you guys know I'm not FSG outist. You know, I'm not an FSG innist. I'm just doing FSG. I'm just one of those FSG. Do what's needed to, to sustain or keep us at the top now that you've got us to the top because you're our owners and you're not going anywhere, mm. right? So they're not going anywhere, right? So they're our owners. So we're pleading with them to, to do the right thing. You've made a mistake. Okay, 
they're allowed to make mistakes. There are owners and we can't do fuck all about it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so what I will say is they have made mistakes in previous windows, which has culminated in them having to do a lot in this window. Do as much as you can. Rectify as many of the mistakes that you've made in the past as you can. How they do it, they're the money men. They're the businessmen. They have to create uh, and adapt, you know, a, a model that helps us or helps them to invest in the players that we need to get us back to the top. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what did he need to change? I, I, look, I, I've, I've been down this rabbit hole so many times and, and every time something new happens that they upset everyone, I, you hear the exact same things over and over again. And then time carries on and they disprove everyone. You know, they're, they, they prove everyone wrong again and again. Like we've been on an amazing trajectory since they came on 11 years now. Um, the, the club was put back in the map, both in the football and on the, you know, off the pitch. Uh, they made up for ground that the Moores family lost when United took over and went so streets ahead. I mean, it, there was a stage where I suppose I could never see us catching them again. And all of a sudden we did. And they, they'll carry on and doing, doing what they have been doing. And, and I think that's going to get us, that, that, that will get us more trophies. Um, but, but the thing about it is things have happened that are out of control, mm-hmm. right? And they're getting blamed for things, for how they've reacted to unforeseen circumstances. Have a go, have a go with them when, when things, when, when you discover that they've been taking money out of the club or when evidence presents itself that they've done something wrong. But up to this point, they've always invested in things. So of every faith, when things get back to normal, the crowd, you know, the, the ground is full again and they start reaping the rewards of that night, Dale, it's going to be invested in the team. It's going to be. And someone put up there about the, um, the, the, uh, the name of rights of the main stand. It's not called the main stand for nothing. Like that's, that's something they've been trying to do for ages. And there's a, look, Free World is saying, what about the four-law stuff? <clears throat> and Chris Back is if they're saying about um, they need better advisors for the four-law thing, the £77 ticket thing. Fans' agendas and owners' agendas are not going to align all the time because we're on, we're on different sides of a fence. But the great thing about it is that our minds have met with theirs more than most most clubs at the moment. As much as, as, much as there's been little fallouts other clubs have way higher reasons to hate their owners. You know what I mean? Like United is a is a is a cash cow for shareholders, and the 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 shit that goes on there is sickening. Mm. But but I I could honestly see a, a way like you know a massive future with with them because they're building all the time. Can, can, I mean, go sorry, go. The problem the the I'd be more concerned if if and when they sell up. Because I don't know what's going to come in for for someone yeah. who's who's who has the money to pay for a club like you know for two billion or something. Look, I, I've I've been on this and I've been I've been shouted at 
um, for being an FSG supporter. I don't know what an FSG supporter is. I don't know where you can get the jerseys. I know that maybe they've signed a Nike deal. I hope they've a New Balance deal because if they've signed a New Balance deal, I'll definitely buy all their kit. Uh, New Balance rocks. NB, bring them back. That's what I say. Hashtag bring them back. Then we'll sort this whole shit out because as we all know, it's Nike who's coursed us. It's nothing else. Everything else would have worked. You need to take that top off. Take your top off and show us your, your six pack there, Shawnee, right there. The, 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 all the blokes out there love it. Um, anyway, right. The, for me, I look at it. And my take is that they, whatever happened at Christmas time between themselves, Edwards and Klopp, they fucked up. There was a whole team involved in that. that, that they waited too long to get whatever players or defenders they wanted. Um, and if you're going to lose the poor strings, it was that was the point that we needed to lose some poor strings or, or say, right, let's just bring forward a signing from the summer to now. Now, I think they probably did it for accountancy reasons, so it doesn't show up in this year's accounts. And the, the impact of COVID is going to be huge for a whole se- for a whole season. Stefan, you are just you just I'm gonna you you and me are gonna have it out, right? Next week's forum is just me and you in a ring punching the head off each other, right? So that's that's, that's what we're gonna do next week. But I, <laughs> does anyone want to go out there for she's yatch? Yeah, I know. <laughs> to my yatch. <laughs> but look, I, but I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. When it comes to it, I'm looking at I'm looking at where we are, right? And I'm saying to myself, right, logically, what can they do better? I want. I want to see the name, the, the naming rights. There's no, I, I don't want to see them taken on debt. Debt led down to absolute a horrific shit show in terms of where we were previously as as a football club, and nobody wants to go back there, and they don't want to go back there, right? But if we can sell the naming rights to the ground, to the stand, to the roof, to the showers, to whatever it is, right? If it means that we can sign an extra player for thirty or forty million in the top tier bracket that we can in the summer, go and do it. Right, go go and do it. That's what I want them to do. There's there's a lot of comments that went in about about, about the medical team. Completely, I'm 100 behind them. They they re- rebooted or rekitted the medical team, and it looks like that that medical team weren't capable of managing through this really compressed condensed season that's there. Wait or long, we won't know until next season. But that's also when Edwards back, and that's also when Klopp's back because Klopp brought in the guy who was his fitness, his head of fitness or, or performance at Dortmund when they went to replace him, and then whoever else was there between Edwards, they picked out who the coaching staff were. The PR bit, I get Chris's point in terms of what it is, but for me, I keep coming back, I keep coming back, and I keep coming back. These guys run the club in a certain way, and that's what they are. <laughs> the rampant rabbit would definitely help. <laughs> Stick that up your yatch. Stick that up your yatch. It's the way to go. But I, I keep, I keep looking at it, and they, I say to myself, right, when they, when you blame FSG for hiring the medical staff, do you think that Tom Werner and John Henry were the ones who picked? We'll pick this guy. We'll pick this physio. We pick. Oh, that's the football side of the club. Like the stuff that I see them getting blamed for is mad. The stuff that they can sort and the things they can do, I get. Like, give, figure out a way to get more money into the club to spend it on players. That's their job, right? That's their job. Figure out a way to get fans into the ground. That's their job. Figure out a way that the, the paying for the, the training ground and paying for a new stand doesn't impact what you can spend on the football side of the club. That's their job. That's what I want them to do better. That's what I want FSG to do better. And yet... And they'll do that. A lot and of things... A lot of the things you mentioned there, I, th- I think would be, uh, I think more visibility is probably what I would ask more because the things you're naming there, I actually don't think they would have much involvement in whatsoever. Yeah. They have, what, they like- have staff, uh, you know, 
employed in London and Liverpool that would would uh, would be in charge of making a lot of those decisions. Those day to day decisions. I'd probably I'd probably want more visibility from them and a bit would more they... communication and commitment. And that that would be that would be my main thing. And they're the things they control. They don't control the players that are being identified by Klopp's or Edwards, right? They no. control they control the money side of the business. They control how we generate money and how we create money for us to spend in the transfer market. And if we're going to be, if we want the challenge for leagues and we want the challenge for Champions Leagues again and we want to get everything back, that's what they have to do better. We're saying Klopp has to figure out how to have other an evolution of his tactics and changes, change up the squad and have something different. He has to do about that better. The players, we need attitude. If you're in the if you're in the swamp, you find a rope to pull yourself out of the swamp. That's what they have to do better. FSG need to find a way to get money. And I know we were talking to we were talking to Gav earlier on. You were saying <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need a bit of magic to find. That's what we need. We need them to find a rabbit in a hat to pull it out to allow us to go and get a Haaland, get an Mbappe, whoever the hell it is, to get us something like that. And that, to me, is what I want FSG to do. But I'm not going to say that they're the wrong people to do. And basically, I, I like I, I take, as I said, I take the Saudi money in the morning if I meant putting a billion behind behind the club and we could ramp up the and, and just dominate world football again. But like this is, I'm just that's what I'm, we're talking. About. Sorry, go on. I'm just rambling now at this stage. No, I, I think I think I think what you've said is is pretty much what will happen. I genuinely do. I, th- I think, and you've explained it well that they're the owners. It's their responsibility. It's their job. For fuck's sake, it's in the job. Like I know Andy's saying it's not their job. I get that, but but it, they're the only. They're the custodians of the club. They're the owners of this mm. business. They make the final decisions that sort of impact everything. So you know, through uh, through commercial off-pitch, on-pitch decisions. And they have to make some decisions. I absolutely agree with you, Phil, that they have to make some decisions which enable them to raise the finance because that's what's needed now, right? Lads, look, let's not beat around the bush. It comes down to fucking money. We need the money, the finance, to be able to go and buy some players. It's literally as simple as that in layman terms for Mm. us because we are layman, but that's what they've got to do. They've got to raise the capital. And I totally, totally believe they will. And I totally, totally believe they will address the issues. Hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not negative in think in, in, in my thinking in my forward thinking. I'm negative about what they've done in the past, and I think I'm in my right to say it because you know I do think they have messed up. Some of you may not agree. Some of you do agree. You know, some, some, some say that no, you know, sort of FSG apologists will, you know, say that they were forced and 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 the and the. And the 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 COVID plan pandemic sort of messed it all up, but I'm I'm talking pre-pandemic. I'm talking about when we won the Champions League and the league title, you know, uh, two three summers before. So I'm I'm very positive. I'm like you. I think they will address it. I do think we're going to spend um, a, a fair amount to address the situation. I think we'll bring in four. I think they bring in three very good players. Now we don't give a shit. Look, let's get that straight. How much they cost? It's all about the quality of the player and the right player, but. If you if you put me on the spot, which you haven't, but I'll just put myself on the spot. Uh, I, I I think we'll buy three in the range of thirty to forty million players, and we'll buy one big superstar, which me and Andy have got a, a private little sportsman friendly bet about in terms of the amount. And I think that we're good to go. Four four first team players. If you give me, and if you want me to name them, just for for the namesake, you know, if if you give me a, so we were, it's, it's come out that we were very interested or close to buying Coletta Car. Right. So let's just say we revisit that for 30, 40 million or whatever. It's probably be less. You guys think we're going to keep on Kabak. Let's just say, all right, we keep on Kabak. Two centimeters. If you give me Hossamoa and Alaba, 
I'm just giving out names there. Alaba fixes your problem at left back, fixes your problem at centre back, fixes your problem in the Gini replacement. He's a freebie. FSG love a freebie. And then you go and that gives you scope to go and give, go and get a heavyweight up front. And we know the names that we want. And we also name the names that are very up to, uh, like, uh, available, like your Dakas, like your Nettos, like your Rafinhas. But I think we will aim higher. Oh, I had that comment up there for a reason, Phil. Which one? The one you just got rid of. <laughs> <laughs> Shani, what do you want them to do better? What do you want them to do better? What do you want, John? And I can get you, I can get you on the yacht. On the yatch, not a bother at all. <laughs> yatch, yatch, yatch. Attention, Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov/eip to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash eip. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Stick it up your yatch. I won't really say it, but I just want them to address the, the problems in the summer. Yeah, you're asking the same question again, Phil. Yeah. Sorry, I just, uh, Grace has talked so much in my ears. No, there, yeah, was, no, there, was, um, there was a comment there saying, uh, you know, I don't know, something along the lines of sucking FSG's dick and all that. Yeah, and, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and we all agree. But I thought we've had a fairly reasonable debate on where we all stand in FSG. If I'd be probably their biggest supporter here. In fact, I'm definitely our biggest supporter here. But but that but it's the reason is because you you just read the same shit over and over again. Like the, the lack of bloody people's understanding. Like somebody's there saying, "How can you give them credit for for projects they didn't pay for themselves and it was covered in sponsorship?" I, what what like what is the, what does that even mean? Are we we don't want to? We're not, that's not allowed, isn't it? It's, we're not allowed to have sponsors. That's their job to bring in the the most valuable sponsorship they can possibly find, and that's why they employ people like um, Mike Gordon and Billy Bean or Billy Bean, <laughs> Billy yeah, Howard. Like they, these are the um, these are the guys who are who are making a lot of the decisions. You listed Phil. Mm. Uh, and that, like if if I if I could have any gripe with them, I would like to see a bit more visibility and a bit more commitment and what what's going on. Just just for just for the sake of optics, even you know, because I think that's what turns a lot of people off as they, Andy, they they don't give a shit. So. Andy, if any if anyone's talking about FSG, have a, if they have an issue with FSG trying to get as many commercial deals in the door as possible, then they obviously haven't a clue how Man United got to the top of the of mm. the where they were. Because that's and how that's, they built the empire. And off. that's that's the yeah, and that's the 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 like you know it used to it used to kill me. But the envy that I had for for them that they left yeah. us behind in their dirt, like throughout the eighties, we were a rich club. We were the club that could go out and do what we wanted and transfer a market. But the, and <laughs> we had the ground, we had the big ground, and and everything. And next thing you know, um, they they develop Old Trafford twenty years before we do at Anfield. You know what I mean? And well, the frustration, the frustration, the frustration lies, Andy. The frustration lies now is absolutely they've brought us back to the top of the commercial table, right? Uh, you know, Nike. People are asking about the Nike shirt sales being affected, whatever. <laughs> Contrary to reports, we've exceeded expectations. Record-breaking sales in America, North America, absolutely 
brilliantly off the field, mm. right? But what the I'm frustration... But what well, the fr- that what, means we should just about match the new balance deal. Go on, anyway. But what happens now is the frustration lies with converting that commercial greatness onto the pitch in terms of player investment. Like winning the league comes, and winning the Champions League. Absolutely, and sustaining it because yeah. the tenure, well, the, legacy, the, legacy, the legacy they want to leave behind is not of one league title and all that commercial dominance. That won't sit with the fans. I'm just giving you the, my my opinion yeah. on what a lot of the frustration lies. So it's not we were the top of the night league, we were top of the commercial incomes, you know, sponsorship deals flat. We will be looked at on the pitch, and it's it's. I think it's fair to ask them to sort of concentrate on the pitch now, as opposed to off the pitch. That's, the, that's said, the only frustration. As I said, to me, the one thing FSG can do now is to find the rabbit. And to take it out and stick it up the hatch that is this club and to find a way to get us the extra 50 million instead of having 35, 40 million net to spend across the course of the summer to find another 50 million to throw on top of it so that we can get that top tier player that we talked about, even if we aren't in the Champions League football, because you're going to have to sweeten it. When If if, if Mbappe and Haaland comes up and teams are prepared to go out, if you have the likes of City and PSG and all them prepared to lump serious wedge at them to just get them into their club we need to be able to do something to just give them maybe a bit of cling for them and a rampant rabbit and when we do um, when we do do start spending money the Nike money you'll have the FSG out and saying that's not their money that's the Nike money yeah I mean this is what you're dealing with you're constantly dealing with yeah but you're you're dealing with too many kids on Twitter Andy come on you know this is them them. that's that's not real Chris, you know what? We've had, a, we've had a good real chat here. I, yeah. I really enjoyed Look, it. Look, I'm not having a go with you. You're getting really sensitive tonight. No, I'm talking about the kids. You're no. having a go at the kids. Leave the kids no. alone. Yeah, but I just I just mentioned what people do say. And what, what I'm seeing a lot more lately Talk to me. is... What I'm seeing a lot more lately is real people, like people with a brain, saying the same things as these assholes were saying five and six years ago before we won the Champions League. And I kept saying to them, be patient. It's happening. They look at the progress. They, maybe they don't remember the shit times. But I knew, I knew that the fucking club were rounding up and that, th- that great things were ahead. And I'm telling you now, like, log it. <laughs> log it, I'm log saying it, it here. This isn't over. This isn't over by a long shot. It's only just beginning. Because mm. you have the night deal, you have Anfield being redeveloped, they'll be settling into their training ground. The club is going to become more and more and more attractive to investors. It's not going to go the opposite direction. People 100%. need to stop worrying. They're just people are just all about hot takes and quick fixes to complicated problems. And what what's happened this year is gonna take a couple of years to get over. But we've re-established ourselves. We're not gonna be as knocked off the perch just because of one bad season. No matter what happens, no matter what happens, Listen. Liverpool are here to stay and we're gonna what? <laughs> No, I'm just talking to Phil. He's about to start another topic. I said, "Don't you dare!" I'm telling you now. I wasn't. I was about. I was about to thank you guys for a good, robust debate this evening, where I think we're all in the same place. We all want to start winning games again. It's broken me that I have to pay attention to football again. People don't realise that <laughs> I only pay attention when there's something to pay attention to. When you turn, when you wake up on a, on a Saturday and you can put the match on, and you know we're going to win eleven nil. There's, like you don't need to worry about anything. You don't need to worry about who's being picked. You don't need to worry about any of that stuff, right? Can I just address Free World's comment there? <clears throat> yep. Sorry. If you can do it in less than a minute, right? Yeah. Okay. Free World. I. I am. 
I'm happy to admit I was wrong when I'm wrong. But I have, but I haven't been proven wrong. You're talking about if they don't spend much money, they'll spend what the club brings in. I'm not expecting them to just go and dig dig deep into their own pockets. It's just never, ever, ever going to so happen. For, so forget the money aspect. Will you be very unhappy if we don't sign at least three players? So forget the money. Oh, look, Grace, we need we need to sign players because we listed six players who who are who are pretty much dead wood now. Okay, and the players who are dead wood, who are who've we've called upon this season. I won't say they've been important players because they haven't lived up to that to call them important, but we've needed them. So but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying, if we don't bring in those th- three or four players, will you be disappointed with the owners and call them out? Well, I'd be, I, it's, it's, it, you have to, you have to look at the circumstances and deal with facts. If, if the you facts see are that we need three, four, well, okay, listen, if you see, Chris, if you see that the club are bringing in massive profits and they're paying out dividends to shareholders, you're going to be disappointed because we want them to use that money to buy players, invest in the squad. Nothing has, nothing has showed me so far that they're not going to continue on investing mm. money that comes in. There's been a, ho- a whole lot of things they've had to address. The ground hasn't been big enough. The training ground was a dump, but they're okay. bringing this into the 24th century. I've, I said, look, it, I said, a, I said a minute, and that yeah, was no, two no, minutes look, ago, right? Yeah, so can right. I, can I just, just, I just want to, I just, oh, thank you, thank you. I just wanted to say big thanks, Grizz. I appreciate you coming on and hiding oh, in here thank so that you didn't do the top six show, whatever the hell that show is. To, to big six, big six. I thought big six was a, was a cartoon character, um, Sean. All the way from the normal world or whatever the hell that program is, the normal people or whatever it is, it's great to see you. Um, it's great to see you in person. You're just not just a little sort of notification that pops up on my phone. It's great. Um, and Andy, you were proper grumpy tonight. It saved me having to be grumpy. I could actually be a positive and come up with relatives. So you're, you're getting really grumpy and really ratty there. And I uh, think you were snapping there. And you know, I hope you're not fuming either. Um, to everyone in the comments, except all those weirdos that invaded to say something about something. Um, <laughs> but you're, you're all blocked now, so go stick it up your arses. To Stefan Mack, who was screaming and shouting as he always does. I love him, but I'm going to beat the head off him when he comes down Grand Canal Dock next week. Um, and then to the lads, we've got Mane LFC, Andy Shows your FSG. So Mane is, is, is what's going on. It's <laughs> to everyone else, Chris Brack is, is comes along as ever and t- turns up with the shows. We've Kevin Ball, we've got the uh, all the other stuff. Love you all. Love all the comments that come in, and it does. It helps the debate, the debate that comes along. And, and look, we don't want we don't want everyone to say the same thing on this. We want different opinions, and we want your opinions that comes in because it is interesting to see what's there. So big thanks for you sticking around for the comments tonight. This thing doesn't get healed overnight. This is going to take months to sort out. So there's no point. In sorting out, sorting and, and freaking out, and freaking and, and screaming and shouting and, and tweeting and all that type of stuff. This has been the forum. We've got a load of shows coming up. You'll see the hashtag Keenstrong on the side. Um, if you can go on to our mate Shane Davran. Um, he's on Twitter and he's doing three hundred kilometers this month for one month for for Kane this month. So if you can um, give, it's gone to a really good good uh, cause and stuff like that. We want to do it. So anyway, look, that's been the forum. I've been your host, Phil Casey. That's been Grizz. That's been Sean. That's been Andy. Good night. God bless. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. 
Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and More. Sports Social Podcast Network.